joining me right now. I have Feeding the Fire, band out of Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Fellas, thanks for joining me here on the local beat. Yeah, thanks for holding up. I guess I guess everyone's here. The whole uh, the whole group. Yeah, all four of you. Well, thanks for braving the traffic and getting out here on this Friday. We're here to talk about your CD release party. It's at the local 506 next Thursday, March 4th. It starts at 9 p.m. You guys are playing with the Rocket Surgeons and Big Fat Gap. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be quite the party. We think Big Fat Gap. Actually, Bobby Britt he played fiddle on one of the tracks that we have on the new album, oh, and wow. so it's gonna be nice to have him join us on stage. And those guys are always a great act to see. So right. uh, we're looking forward to the night. Yeah, it's gonna be good. They're doing an electric set. Do they normally play acoustic? Yeah, it's normally like acoustic bluegrass stuff that they're doing, but. It should be good. It'll uh, create this kind of like party environment. So yeah. that's what we're going for with this release. It's a celebration. We're also here to talk about your brand new album. This is called Disinformation. Mm-hmm. God, that's going to really throw me off. That's all right. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. I might mispronounce that. This is your first full length. Uh-huh. You've done two EPs, mm-hmm. and you've been together since 2003. Yep. When was your first EP put out? First EP was actually put out, well... Like we were mentioning before, this has kind of been a project of Keith and I since 2000. So the the very first EP was a self-titled EP that we put out actually in 2002. This lineup became complete with Eric in 2003 on bass. And then Andrew joined in 2008 on guitar Mm -hmm. after our old guitar player who was on our last EP left. So really the first EP was just kind of like a home thing that we did. And we don't really have that much of a record of it, but (laughs) it still comes back to haunt us every once in a while. Now, where was this album recorded at? That one's actually recorded at Warrior Sound. Warrior Sound? Yeah, yeah. Those guys did a really good job there. Yeah. And how long was the recording process? Well, we started, we kind of split it up over a couple sessions. And so all in all, it was probably about three weeks in the studio, but it was Mm -hmm. split up. And so we started early, uh, what, May? March or March last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. Maybe March. It was actually March of 2009 we started recording. We wrapped up recording at the end of the summer. And then after that, it was all the post-production stuff and... Yeah, uh, going from there, we finally got it back this February. Actually, we were supposed to have it out last fall, and then Christmas, and then yeah. you know, February. <laughs> Things get put off quite a bit. Well, let's go ahead and take a listen to the album. Sure, yeah. Uh, we'll listen to the first track here. It's called "Truth and Prayer." Actually, that one's there's weird little uh, sound bites that kind of run throughout the album. All right, whichever one you um, want to listen you can, to. Number two, number two. Okay. There you go. This in for nation. And that's Dis-in- the title track in, off the yeah. album. So. All right, man. This is gonna I just keep saying that. All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Eighty-eight point one at WKNC. That was feeding the fire. The song was Disinfo Nation. I said that right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's off of the album of the same name. Coming out this Thursday, March fourth, at the local five oh six. The album release party. Of course, feeding the fire. Playing alongside the Rocket Surgeons and Big Fat Gap, two other local bands. Fellas, thanks once more for for coming on in here to chat. What were we going to talk about? My mind just went completely um, blank. Oh, we were going to talk about the uh, the three part song. Thank there. you. Yeah. That's right. Several of these songs are fairly long. That one we just played was. What, about six minutes? Yeah, about that. Yeah, so some of these songs are pretty long. You said you had some, some prog influences. Definitely. Um, stuff like that. There is a song you said that's 14 minutes long. Yeah, we broke it down into three tracks, right. though, so it's a little bit more digestible. It's the but song, it flows together. Oh, yeah, totally. It's, it was meant, we kind of set out to write a song that we could play separately, each individual track, and then put it together and create a bigger piece. Mm-hmm. And I think we came close to achieving that. So, but it all follows one story, and the story is about a secret agent Kind of, I don't know why I say this, but in my head, it, it kind of took place in the 1960s. I picture these like hot little stewardesses and things like that in their little <laughs> 60s gear. So anyway, so this secret agent, he's kind of looking back on his life and some of the things that he's done and looking back on the things that he regrets. 
and he has one final mission and the song kind of tells the story of what that final mission is but right before he goes and does that he uh, kind of looks back on his life and this song tells that story and the first part kind of sets the scene musically on where he's at the second part is him looking back and the third part is the mission oh yeah the life love and death of Susio Sanchez yeah it's a which track oh yeah these are the last yeah two tracks the last three tracks the yeah Interesting. So where did you sort of come up with the idea for like a three part, um, you know, 14 minute long song? It was kind of just like, it was Eric's yeah, yeah. idea. Yeah, I kind of had a vision uh, for like, a, you know, once upon a time in Mexico sort of story and had this, uh, this story in my head of this, you know, this Mexican su- uh, secret agent's last day on earth. You know, he's like in his last battle, he's in a gunfight and running. He's just kind of like, you know, looking over his life and the, the last few moments he has left. So you get a little intro set in the scene with the first part. The second part, sort of the chase, and uh, you know, that's where all the action's at, him you know, running from whoever it is pursuing him. You don't really know right. from the lyrics. And then the third is just kind of like a conclusion, and him sort yeah. of wrapping it up and coming to terms with his life. So, yeah, I mean, that's where definitely a lot of that prog influence comes from. Yeah. You know, we like to write you know, these little tight little pop songs, but at the same time, there's that need to create, like, big epic right. you know, stories. Something too. a little bit more artistic yeah. at the yeah. same time. So how, what about live? How do you guys do this? Do you all play this live and, you know, yeah, the whole definitely. 14 minutes oh, yeah. straight? Or? Uh, yeah. One of the yeah. things that we set out to do whenever ever we write anything, we always write it live first. And so that way it always has its own structure and its own form live. And sure, in the studio, I mean, this one, for example, we brought uh, Bobby in to play on the fiddle. And that's something that we can't necessarily do live without him. But this song stood on its own without him first. And so, you know, to have him there is really cool. But we always make sure that we don't need the extra musicians, that we can do it all live first. Yeah, Yeah, we also had uh, Steve Baker from Bull City Syndicate come in and Mm -hmm. lay down some horns on that too. But, uh, yeah, at the same time, it's nice to throw a little extra production in on the CD to make us challenge ourselves for a live show too. So kind of have to live up to that and rock out a little harder, you know, if we don't have those extra musicians. (laughs) So it's nice. Yeah, definitely. The cool thing about this CD release party on Thursday is that you actually will have you won't have the horns. Or no, no, we won't have that. the horns, we'll but we will have uh, Bobby Britt. We'll have the fiddle and then the, uh, rip up some fiddle for the us. The drummer from Rocket Surgeon is going to come in and play percussion on some of that stuff too. So yeah. that's going to be funny. It should be like a really big sound. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go ahead and, and play another track off here. We've got to play as many as we can. You sure. Know? So this is going to be Miss Brownstone. Is that cool with you guys? That's awesome. All right. And this is off Disinfo Nation. It's by local Chapel Hill band Feeding the Fire. It's coming out this Thursday, March 4th at the local 506. That's the album release party. Show starts at 9 p.m. They play alongside the Rocket Surgeons and Big Fat Gap. You're listening to The Local Beat. Mm-hmm. 88.1 WKNC. That's Feeding the Fire right there. The song is Miss Brownstone. It's off their brand new album, Disinfo Nation. Joining me in studio right now. On the local beat, I have Feeding the Fire, Ken, Andrew, Eric, and Keith. They've come in to chat with me a little bit about the new album, but I want to touch on here, you guys released this on your own record label. I believe it's called Own Life Music yeah. that you set up several years ago. Can you talk a little bit about own, like, you know, what goes into the process of sort of setting up your own record label? You know, as far as Well, originally we just set it up to keep it as a separate entity from the band, and that way we'd have a way of designating what was business stuff and what was the creative stuff. Because right. when, you, when you really start to go down that road, there's so much that goes on that you tend to lose sight a lot of the creative times that gets kind of shorted. And so to differentiate between the two, we, we really did just create this label that would allow us to focus strictly on business and focus strictly mm-hmm. on the creative side. As far as the process of doing it, that's something we're still figuring out. I mean, we're just kind of <laughs> going at it, you know, 
trying our best to get it into as many hands as possible and see what kind of support we can get. But yeah. really, I mean, just, you know, when you fund it yourself and you, you put right. everything into it yourself, it's, uh, we might as well just kind of utilize that source. Also, it's everybody in the band or has their kind of outside thing they have going on. People do different side projects. People are making music that doesn't have to do with Feeding the Fire. For example, I've done some work with movie scoring and, mm-hmm. or like short film scoring and, you know, some just for fun hip-hop stuff. Right. Uh, so all that just kind of like goes under that label and it gets separated from Feeding the Fire, but it's still our product. Right. So it comes out in that sense. So is most of the music, I guess, that comes out on Own Life Music, it's sort of all created by you guys. Yeah, it, it definitely is. It's definitely an in-house project, but right. it's but it's everybody's thing. Whatever whatever anybody's doing, they can, you know, just release it under this and, yeah. you know, kind of keep it separate from Feeding the Fire. So One thing that I've always found interesting about music that sort of doesn't it gets overlooked these days you know i guess back when vinyl records were really important before cds came around was album artwork and like the whole like concept of you know the physical copy of the mm-hmm, album sure, yeah. and I, i'm really impressed with you guys as far as the you know the cd booklet comes here and and you know how it's made and stuff like that what is the process getting album artwork for creating sort of <laughs> you know what it, what, well, what the cd uh, comes in yeah. yeah that's kind of another reason it took so long to get the uh the album out you know just like we took our time with recording the you know the music and wanted it to sound just like you know the production to be perfect or at least close to it you know we want to do the same thing with the album and kind of give people a reason to go out and get that physical copy you know we uh we commissioned a friend of ours uh, from Savannah um, College of Art and Design to paint mm-hmm. a, a cover, which we also used in the inside as a pull-out poster. And right. we had our other friend, Laurie Shipley, out of Chapel Hill, who does a bunch of uh, really nice design work, do our layout for the CD and everything. And you know, it was like a, a long process of going yeah. back and forth with the different artists and different people and just like you know, sort of solidifying what we wanted and, right. you know, uh, you know, it was really nice to, to you know have those collaborations yeah. and everything. Thanks to Tristan for his patience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, uh, Tristan Wilson is uh, the artist who did the painting. You know, we worked with him a lot to come up with that concept right. and you know sort of create a little more than just a collection of songs on the CD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we really did set out, and I, I don't want to throw in a spoiler or anything like that, but we really did try to match the the look and the feel of the CD with the flow of the album. Right. And we had hit on the sound bites before, and so anyone who's kind of paying attention to it will see the connection between the artwork and the album itself. Right. And Tristan was great about it. He sent us a couple, you know, we sent him the lyrics and let him really kind of hash it out, and he sent us some ideas that were really, really cool. And I know just, you know, trying to get the four of us to agree was kind of difficult sometimes, yeah. but we're really pleased with the way that it turned out. I feel like that's something that really gets overlooked these days is, is album artwork. Yeah. I mean, I'm personally a huge fan. I have a collection of, you know, roughly 5,000 vinyl records. And that's something that I've always noticed is that the vinyl records back in the day, the CDs now don't, the album artwork doesn't compare. But I was really, really impressed when you handed me this. And I was like, wow, mm-hmm. you know, like this, this is a really great, well, cool. know, like <laughs> painting and stuff like that. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess I a, a lot more goes into it than than a lot of people imagine. Yeah, I mean, everything's, I mean, most people get their stuff on, you know, digital places now, so you don't really get the artwork, and mm. or you just get a photograph of what the cover looks like, and you don't really get to see it all. So it's just added incentive for anyone who wants to pick up a physical copy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, there's a couple albums that we cited when we actually set out to do the process that had, that went above and beyond with their covers, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what we were aiming for, so. Yeah. To me, all that stuff is really the, uh, it's a bonus, and it's really fun to do that kind of stuff and proof the art, and mm-hmm. so it's a yeah. bonus after the fact, after the hard work's been right. done. <laughs> Let's switch gears here a little bit and talk about the, the backing bands that I guess we're going to be playing this Thursday with you guys, Rocket Surges and Big Fat Gap. Can you talk a little bit about those bands? I, I personally don't know much of their material. I've never seen them live, 
uh, what sure. are those bands big, like? Big Fat Gab is a, is a great bluegrass act. Um, typically, all the times I've seen them, they've done acoustic stuff. Mm-hmm. And like we mentioned before, this time they're going to be doing an electric set. And it's going to liven it up right. uh, a little bit. And that's one thing that we always try to do whenever putting shows together is to try and just mix the bills. You know, you can go to a show and it's the same genre. And after a while, whatever the genre is, it still gets repetitive and monotonous. Right. And um, so we always try and shake it up a bit. We've done some really cool shows with hip hop acts and things like that. And so it's just another example of that. Rocket Surgeon is a really good local rock band with great tunes. A couple of the members were in a band called uh, $3 Hostage. And those guys are good friends of ours and really, really like their stuff. This is a little different approach with the Rocket Surgeon, but it's still really good. Now, both these bands are local, uh, Big Fat Gaps out of Chapel Hill, mm-hmm. and the Rocket Surgeons are out of Raleigh. So I guess you guys are friends with the bands. I guess that's how you, how you chose them to you know, be part of the scene. Yeah, they're I mean, old high school buddies. Yeah. <laughs> Just kind of bring them on the bill. It creates for a good atmosphere. You know, like if you bring you know, old high school friends in or whatever, it's, it's, it, it brings more old high school friends in. Yeah, right. it's just going <laughs> to be a big party. Yeah, That's what we said, Cedar Release Party. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be a party. Yeah. That's the case. Well, cool. Let's go ahead and listen to another track off the album. I believe this is Fishtory. Fishtory? Yeah. Well is that, am I saying that right? All yeah, right, cool. we try to make it confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Fishtory right here by Feeding the Fire off their brand new album, Disinfonation. WKNC, that's Feeding the Fire right there. It's Fishtory is the name of the song. It's off their Disinfo Nation album that has been released this Thursday, March 4th at the local 506 at 9 p.m. They're playing alongside Rocket Surgeons and Big Fat Gap. Fellas, unfortunately, we're out of time for this interview. Sorry it was so short. but No, it's been great. We really appreciate it. Well, thanks Sorry so much the, for coming uh, in. late arrival. <laughs> yeah, no, it's no, no problem at all. Thanks okay. so much for coming in. Thank Adam, you. thank you. Thank you. Thank WKNC. I appreciate what uh, you guys are doing. Come back anytime. If you're out there listening, keep listening. I got Wendy Spitzer coming on next. She's in Felix Oblix. We're going to be talking about her brand new album, The Tick of the Clock, The Beat in the Chest. That's at 6 p.m. And at 7 p.m., local bluegrass band, the Kicking Grass Band's coming on. Right now, though, quick break.